0: And if you want to get the most of your dog in your training sessions, you need nutrition that holds nothing back. Yukonubas new premium performance line is built with the nutrients that dogs need to help unleash their maximum potential. That starts with providing energy that matches their efforts, supporting optimal nutrient delivery and supporting post-exercise recovery. Check out the new Yukonuba Premium Performance lineup and find your dog's fuel at yukonubaSportingDog.com. And of course, I got to give a shout out to AYA. So this is my thing in, in light of AYA. I'm working on an idea to discuss why us quail men down here in the South like to shoot 410s. And we're going to do that in partnership with Joe Pincala. Uh, Project Upland's new uh, The Gun Room podcast So also if y'all aren't subscribers To that one go go subscribe to that But I really want to sit down with Joe And, and have a, a funny conversation About why we do Some of the quirky things we do down here um, And of course The subject will be AYA because why would you not Why would Why wouldn't you shoot quail With anything else other than A 410 Spanish side by side. All right, so check out AYA at AYAFindGuns.com. And I guess since we are in the subject of the gun room and, and the Gun Dog Notebook podcast, go to ProjectUpland.com and make sure that you guys subscribe um, to all of the magazines, all of the podcasts. They've got a whole library and, and media and podcasts and things of different subjects and natures and a lot of you guys are familiar with the podcast but make sure you subscribe to hunting dog confidential magazine and the project upland magazine as well guys all right i want to say thanks to my next 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 sponsor um biomatrix supplements biomatrix specializes in all natural products created to maximize the health and performance of your animals started by veterinarians biomatrix products are made with only scientifically proven ingredients you can check them out at biomatrix-supplements.com use my promo code gundog10 get yourself 10% off at checkout guys I also want to just do a quick thank you and shout out to my affiliates, Dakota 283. Make sure you use my promo code TGDN10. Get 20% off your order at checkout and also for Garmin. Thank you, Garmin, for everything that you've done and the technology that you guys are providing in the field. Um, Along with Cable Gangs, Mr. Brennan Landry, I want to thank you as well, along with your son, um project upland and the Northwoods collective we got a film coming out and i want to say a special thank you to everybody that had something to do with that film um so check that out very very soon you can look on my instagram for a little bit of a a, a, a real teaser um one of them instagram reels so with that being said um i'm gonna go ahead and hop on into the episode this episode is with Jared Unger. He's a buddy of mine, new buddy, and, uh, you know, offered to come out, come to the house, come out, you know, whenever I needed a scout or something like that. Um, just really helped me with my dogs and 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 partner and help him get his dogs, you know, broke as well. And uh, it's been fun. It's been very fun. We, uh, we work very well together, and I'm excited to continue to develop that relationship and and have him you know develop a uh, relationship with my dogs as well so I'll stop talking and running my mouth here's the episode with Jared Unger guys enjoy all right another episode of the gun dog notebook podcast with Mr. Jared Unger how you doing man
1: doing good man just got done working some dogs not a bad day
0: not a bad day at all so uh, first thing that I, I want to address is the fact that you did not tell me, I guess it wasn't like voluntary information, but I didn't know your folks were Holocaust survivors. And honestly, I don't really know what to expect, but like, that's pretty, you're the first person that I've met who is like related to a Holocaust. That's pretty dope, man. Um, you know, and, and you're coming out of New Jersey. Yeah. New all Jersey. right. All right. So like, all right, what I guess have you always known since you were like a kid that your grandma was a high Like, how did that transpire? Yeah, I think uh my dad brought it up to me pretty uh pretty early in my It's on your dad's side.
1: Yeah, it's on my dad's side. It's my my grandmother on my dad's side. Um so it was always known. I, I did quite a few school projects growing up for honor and um, you know, I to be honest, if anything, I wish I knew more. And I mm. I know a bit, um, but I don't when i when she passed away, I was in seventh grade, so I feel like there is plenty more to learn about it, okay, but um I did have an opportunity to learn some of it. I think my age was probably a limited factor of mm-hmm. how much she disclosed of what went on
0: right but so like I guess is that is it like more surreal learning about it in school like what what's I guess what's the attachment because like, I can talk about slavery in school like during Black History Month and, and there's a thing about that and all kinds of stuff, but like the Holocaust is, is such a monumental event that's relatively close if you think about the, the span of time. Right. So like, I guess how did that, like what was that as a kid for you? What was that like as a kid knowing that all of this stuff went on and it was relatively close in time span?
1: Um, I think it's still kind of hard to fathom you know exactly went on what went on mm-hmm. um, but to kind of have a relation to the stuff that we learn about in school and knowing what it went, what went on uh, was certainly different. Um, I think some of it was just you know I grew up knowing about it and knowing what she had gone through. so it wasn't a shock or anything of that nature right. um, but I think there was definitely a different understanding of it.
0: You think, that, like, I guess, is there like a? Because you're Hungarian, and Puerto Rican. Yep. Strikingly different sides of the <laughs> yeah, world. <laughs> yeah,
1: strikingly. Quite the combination.
0: Okay, is there like a? Let's let's bring it back to bird dogs. Is there like it any interest in like getting vizlas or anything like that? Yeah, like, did you so, think about that?
1: So there was actually. It's funny. I was between a Brittany and a vizla and uh really yeah so that's what i had to narrow down to for my first bird dog and i wound up actually not going with the visa because i had a cat at the time and i had read you know oh they're not great with cats and this and that well colt was terrible with the cat anyway (laughs) so it really didn't make a damn yeah um but i i'm definitely happy i went with a brit um nothing to knock on visas at all but i am happy having a britney Okay, um, but yeah, I there was definitely a little sense of pride behind it, just because they're Hungarian bird dogs. I was you know? I was gonna ask,
0: like, yeah. you know, like, what is that? You know, what what is that? Do you, do you get that? Because I I got pointers because they're Southern dogs, yeah. like yeah. my attachment to it, and so on and so forth. So I was wondering, like, what was the thing? So I guess what trumped the decision?
1: Uh, really, just just a cat, man. It was, really, it, that was the deciding factor. I mean, I think I was leaning toward the Brittany a bit. And that was just kind of the uh, the scapegoat, <laughs> okay. to be very honest. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a sense of pride in, in why. So you
0: switched was... on your roots is what you're saying. Yeah, I did. <laughs> 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 to be blunt, yeah. yeah. Is, is your grandma like rolling in, in, in her grave because you changed it <laughs> up?
1: <laughs> well, you know, we, uh, bird dogs wasn't a topic in my household growing up. Really? So, yeah, I mean, it was kind of something I stumbled upon on my own. Um, and then made friends accordingly. You know, I mean it was something I wanted to get into and I did. Um, and I met fortunately a lot of good people along the way.
0: Mm -hmm. So you actually got into guiding. Yeah. Um, very similar to me and maybe I feel like maybe some other folks too, but like you just kind of happened into it.
1: Yeah. Kind of. Um, I mean, I was looking for a side job. Um,
0: it's up in New Jersey up down here.
1: No. So I didn't start guiding until I moved down here. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I started guiding, uh, Let's see, 2020 was my first guiding season. Okay. Uh, And it came about, I was looking for side work, and I knew I'd have to give up my weekends. And I wanted to kind of try and do something that I was interested in outside of, um, you know, it wasn't just uh, a job, you know, something I could make a little cash on and something I'd probably do on the weekends anyway.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So I started calling around and a place called Noon Tula Creek Farms decided to give me a shot at guiding. And I talked to my mentor about it, uh, Pete DeAngelis, and he said, "Yeah, we'll give it a shot." And I was I was nervous, and honestly, I didn't think uh, mm-hmm. it would necessarily work out. Yeah. Um, but it did, and it, it gave me an opportunity to really hone in on some of my dog skills and mm-hmm. my own skills, learning what the dog knows, and just learning more about my dog, learning more about hunting. Uh, so it's it's an awesome opportunity.
0: I love it. You think guidance tells you more concretely what you need to work on? like
1: Oh, yeah. It definitely has a way of exploiting <laughs> every flaw that you have. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I think you become more self-conscious about it, especially because
0: everybody's watching you, you mm-hmm. know? So. So, I guess that first thing, what, I guess what my experience was, I was actually teaching, uh, one of my, a student of mine, my first year teaching at Westminster, um, and private school on the North side of Atlanta. And, you know, I post bird dog stuff in my room, on my door. They, you know, we, we're supposed to let the kids know what we're reading and stuff. And of course I'm reading the bird dog book. So I print the little screen, you know, thing off and post it on the front of my door and like, this is what Mrs. Smith reading. Well, I didn't think nothing of it. Like you know, I knew a lot of my Westminster parents went to the place I started guiding at. Um But it was on grandparents day. Okay. And, and, and one of my students comes and his granddaddy comes in. He's an owner of uh, the birds club. Okay. Uh, east of Atlanta. So he comes in. I, I have no idea who this guy is. And he says, well, you know, you're in a bird dog. Like, yeah. It's like, well, you know, tell me about him. So we got to talk a little bit. You know how that is. Like you get to talking and every next thing you know, you get all passionate about your dog and stuff like that <laughs> happens. And, you know, I for whatever reason, he was interested enough to offer me a spot. Right. So like, why don't you come out to Burge, check it out, see if you want a guide for us. I was like, OK, cool. Right. And OK, cool meant like his grandparents day. I just want to go home. <laughs> I'm tired. Like oh, man. it's great, and and you know, it, I I I just didn't put a lot of thought into it because I was tired. Like I was, it was it was a long day. Yeah, you know. So I actually didn't. I didn't go exploring it. I didn't do any of the looking. Like I just kind of uh just let the day pass or whatever. Well. Thomasville Center of the Arts a few months later asked me to do a bird dog demonstration down there on stage it was the first time I did it, done it twice I do it everybody enjoys it give a whole little lecture on bird dogs the whole thing at the end of it Vegas actually, you know, at the end Vegas did well, same dude walks up to me, Mr. Morehouse oddly enough, like from Atlanta to Thomasville and is just like What's up? Like <laughs> you're
1: supposed to call me. Yeah, like
0: what? What's up, man? And, and so I, uh, and he was like, "You remember me? I'm from Westminster. You teach my grandson." He was like, I'm he was like, your dog did phenomenal on stage. Like, I would really love if you just come check my place out." He yeah. was cool, right? And I was like, "You know what? Like, what are the odds?"
1: Yeah, it's not exactly five <laughs> minutes down the street from each
0: other, like. What exactly like yeah. what What are the odds that you're going to run into this guy again so of course I go now like now I'm like alright this... next time you're just going to run into him at the Walmart exactly be <laughs> <in>. like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to do that I'm going to run into him at the Walmart and he going to be like really bro like <laughs> damn Like, do I, let me buy you groceries or something <laughs> like that just come to the spot and say okay really nice place so I go and of course I check it out well I get there and, I'm, and I and I don't know what to expect. I know what I've done with Vegas. I know what, like, I know my dogs. Right. You just don't I know don't, how
1: everybody else is going to react.
0: I don't know how everybody else is going to react. Right. I know what I can do. And I didn't think at the time that what I was doing with all that dope. I just didn't. Well, he was like, and so I shadowed this guy named, um, I think it was David that I shadowed. And, you know, I'm looking at the dogs and I'm like, okay we you know we can do this and that's when i got comfortable with like all right i can go out and guide like my dogs ain't half bad right was there like a moment for you for that like kind of that deciding
1: moment of when i transitioned to like what am i doing here am mm -hmm. i I in the right spot Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i mean i up until the weekend before my first uh trip that i guided uh I was nervous, man. I Really? Yeah, Colt was, he, was, he wasn't he was super steady. He was bumping birds. And I was like, man, they're not going to ask me to come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I mean, something clicked with Colt that first hunt. And uh, I'm not going to say it's perfect. But, you know, I think maybe out of the 24 birds we were on that day, uh, he bumped one of them. And okay. the rest he held steady on all day. Um, so I was like, you know what? There might be another hunt in my uh, in my future, right?
0: Right, right. So you didn't go home with your tail between Yeah,
1: I didn't. I didn't. Um, and I was super stoked for for I guess like you were saying, you know, it's just you you know what you can do. Um, for me, I I've I always been a very confident handler, and I I still don't think very highly of my handling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that drives me to to get better at it. Right. Um, I'm always. I think people from the outside maybe perceive it a little differently. Um, Why
0: is that? Why do you think that?
1: I, I just, I, after my hunts, people are pretty happy. Um, okay. And, but I see all the flaws that they don't necessarily pick up on. Okay. Right? So, but I, that that keeps me motivated to get better and better, right? And to, to meet different people with different perspectives and work with different people like you. Um, and always, you know, when Pete was around, uh, I was always, after every hunt, I'd call him. And let him know what went right, mostly what went wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and just as a sounding board and he'd always have some good tips. Um
0: would uh anything stick out with you? Pete was <clears throat>
1: so Pete actually passed away in April. Oh man, um, I'm sorry? Yeah. Florida. Okay. So that that was that was kinda tough for me. Okay. Um and I'm sure it was tough for a lot of people in the bird dog world and outside of it. He's a really good guy. Right. Um, but he wasn't so Colt had spent uh probably total about five months with Pete. Okay. And when I moved down here, he, he, Pete could have easily because he's in Pennsylvania. He could have easily have just said, "All right, well, you know, find a new trainer." Right. Um, but even when Colt wasn't going to him anymore, I mean, me and Pete talked all the time. He was always there to pick up the phone, always there to ask me how mm-hmm. the hunt went, always there to mentor me. Um, so it wasn't just about the paycheck for him. You know, right. it was really about um, getting to keep, learn you. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah, right. He was a good friend. um And so he was tremendous in just keeping me involved in bird dogs and uh, keeping me motivated and um, excited about it and just teaching me. uh, I mean, I owe most of what I know to him Mm -hmm. as far as bird dogs are concerned. Um, And about halfway through the season, there was was one bird that we were walking back to the trucks and I really kind of let Colt... um, further off, I wasn't holding him as close. You know, there wasn't a lot of birds left. Right. Um, so I let him out and we're almost back at the trucks and my Garmin beeps at me and I look and Colt's on point, uh, about a 10th of a mile away. Yeah. And I turn to the guys, I, say, gotta well, go get it. I said, well, <laughs> I said, you guys ready to walk? Yeah. Like, you gotta go get it. Shit. And, yeah. I mean, it took us a good, probably 10 minutes to get over there. And sure enough, I mean, you could see Colt from the you know in a, in a field on the other end of the field, and he held his point until we got there, waited mm-hmm. for us. And that's when it kind of I I kind of said to myself, maybe we're getting pretty decent at yeah, this. You know, yeah. it wasn't. That was kind of a, a moment where I looked back and said, okay, I'm getting somewhere. You know, okay. the dog's getting somewhere. I'm getting somewhere. Um, and he held that bird tight until we got there. So I, that was kind of a proud moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, that there's there are moments that just. You know, they're the defining moments of like who you are mm-hmm. as a handler and what you like to see. Like, I really think that like you experience so many different things in the field. There are moments that are like, oh shit, that was dope. Like, that was cool to see my dog do. Right. And like, there are moments that are like, oh hell yeah, like that was dope. And I want to, I want to keep seeing that right. out of my it dog. I want it to happen again. I want it to happen again.
1: And I'm not saying that was anything extraordinary that day that he did,
0: but you want, uh, it is but though it sounds like it was to, to us it was right yeah. in the bird dog
1: world there's broke dogs that you know people spend a lot of time with i uh, do that all the time repetition right but, but I that was think our those. I,
0: but i even think those guys get that moment yeah i mean because every one of those dogs had one of those moments exactly right and you know, that
1: day was our time right
0: so that was a pretty cool day i i dude it's I like working my dogs. They're a little older. Um, uh, and and Vegas and Ruger. Like they're cool. They're they're for the most part pretty set. I probably did more harm than good to Anne today. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Like And not because we put any kind of serious pressure on her. But yeah. it was out of her element as far as like, you know, why do I have a flank collar on again? You know what I'm saying? Like she been there, done that, got a t-shirt for it. Normally, her tail is bone straight. Right. Way to fuck lower this time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and, and, and you have those, but then you realize that that dog has already had its highlight moment. So everything that we're doing at this point is just, it's just part of the process. It's the mechanical part of it. Let's do it to keep them sharp. You do it to keep them sharp. Right. And I wasn't necessarily looking for style or anything in that particular thing. But there is a moment in time for every dog that you're like, it's that moment before you decide to do the next thing. That's like, oh, like the moment before you see a dog or the moment that before you confirm that a dog needs to be broke to, to, to the kill. You see that joker standing up, locked up on point, the bird fly off. And he just stays there, with a little apprehension. But you know that something is supposed to be there, right? And and I think I think that's kind of a a split road for
1: for a lot of people, and mm-hmm. maybe in general, right? So you, so you you could have the option to stay comfortable with where you're at. You're like, okay, this is the plateau I've gotten there. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other guy that said, "What's no, the next? No, we need step? to keep going. Exactly. Like, exactly. What's I want next?
0: again. I want to keep you doing that. <laughs> right." The moment that that dog is doing something, or even if the dog, a tenth of a mile away is a good long way away, dude.
1: But what's next? Half a mile, but, a quarter right, mile, right? Like, right. Horseback. Right.
0: I want to see my dogs running off a horseback in the Chucker Hills. Like, that's my long-term my long term goal. Right, right. But I want to consistently see my dogs running off a horseback in the Piney Woods anyway. Like, I eventually want to transition to only, like, like 70, 30 horseback. <laughs> right you know what I'm saying cuz I'm going to do some walking but mostly horseback but for for colt like you said like the way that you just described that sitting in the horizon like bro you described it as if it was a fucking book dude uh, I, was, I remember
1: it like it was
0: like it was yesterday right you know? and he's probably done that same thing a handful of times too right after the fact right but it, was it that wasn't that, time. day. Exactly. It wasn't it's that day. those times that you like, all right. The day that I remember that I remember when Vegas wa- was like asking to be broke. The day that I was like, all right, I need to break him to the kill, like break him to the fall. That dog got up. I'm sorry, I was goofing off with my buddy Eric, my mentor, Eric, hunt mentor. And he uh he was he has a TV show called Non Non Typical Outdoorsman TV. And so I'm in a segment of it to talk about bird dog training and stuff like that. So I get there, he comes, and this is at the old house, like small backyard, you know what I'm saying, itty bitty stuff. And so everything is like real close up. And I'm mm-hmm. like, shoot, like if he bolts, like he about to go off the frame. <laughs> shoot. And so uh he comes, he films it or whatever, and and I and I'm messing with pigeons again. Right. And I flush the bird. My pigeons were homers too. Like they were, they were, and so I didn't have to worry about that cord that we were using today. Right, that tether. And so I flush the bird, it gets up, goes, does this thing, flies us a couple of circles, and goes back in the pen. And I flush it, bang, I had my blank pistol fire, and I was expecting Vegas to bolt. You know what I'm saying? And go, yeah, nope, for the for- stands there. And it's just like head up and kind of looks at me and was like, what's next? That moment. Like I've seen Vegas like stand through flushes and his first field trial. He ran up under a horse and got kicked and learned his lesson. And then <laughs> that dog was poised the rest of the trial. Yeah. He just, his range was short, but he was poised the like shooting all kinds of stuff. Those moments were dope, but I still care more about the moment in the backyard.
1: Right, that's that's the moment that led to all that. That's
0: events. the moment that led to everything. And so with Colt, <clears throat> that moment that you just described was just that. Yep. Exactly you know.
1: Right. <laughs> and, and you know, it's funny. I, I said to my clients, I said, uh, you mind if I keep that bird? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that bird sitting in my freezer waiting to get dropped off of the taxidermist. Bruh. But...
0: That's dope. Like... You're mounting the bird that your dog was first memorably poised on. Yeah, that's yeah. dope.
1: So I mean, I I have his first bird. I have a, uh, the first bird that we hunted together. Yeah, um, it's funny. as actually so I moved down here, um, and I had dropped off Colt with Pete um, when I moved down here. He's he there for about three and a half months. Um, I went and picked him up uh, on Valentine's Day. I picked him up from Pete. <clears throat> Next day we went out and. Uh, with a honeywood good friend of mine, Tom, and yep. his two Brits, and that was first bird that Colt and I shot together was that day, and I had that one mounted. Okay. Um. So now I got the quail that I got to bring
0: over to taxidermist. Okay. That's dope, man. I uh, I really like that. Well, again, I, well, so we Let me ask you this. I guess I never I never really thought to ask, but it hit me now. Like, all right, so you and I met because I put up a post about like needing help. Like I just fundamentally need help, um, working dogs. And, 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 you know, I would like a scout, so on and so forth. Right. And you hit me up like, (laughs) were you looking for a new trainer to hang with or just, just kind of came up? uh,
1: Well, so yes and no. Um, when I moved down here, I was looking for people to link up with in the bird dog community in general. Um, and I was watching the flush the one day. Uh-huh. Uh and you were on the episode. Yep. And I was like, Oh, they're in South Georgia. So I, I, I hit the friend request button on Facebook and you know, you and I had kinda talked a bit. Yep. But hadn't met up or anything and then I saw that you'd put that post up and uh so well this would be a good good way to get linked up with somebody yeah. else, get some training done. because um, I was kinda transitioning into the more um training training more on my own Mm -hmm. um when i moved down here and really getting into it and uh yeah so it just kind of worked out hit you up and
0: because it like bro when i tell you i was thinking about it and i was like damn what are the odds like because atlanta like like even my yard is big for atlanta Mm -hmm. like right it's 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 a lot to have here it's a blessing but When I knew we were moving and stuff like that, I was just kind of like, all right, well, number one, I need more dogs for guiding. Right. And I, for the most part, fundamentally want to lead myself into guiding more off a horseback. Okay. But regardless, I'm guiding and I want to breed my own line of dogs that are bigger running dogs, even for walking. It's going to take somebody <laughs> somebody else yeah. to help keep my eyes yeah, on these, worked, them, these these dogs. And so it just kind of made sense. And I honestly, like, I was not expecting you hit me up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, oh, all right, cool. Like, you here? Like, you're not that far away? And even with, like, having three pointers in, in one lab, like, it's a lot to do when you're on your own. Right. Especially keeping all of them trained, keep them, keeping them tight, you know, and if it's a way for for it to benefit you and and, in as many possible freaking ways as possible, you know, I'm going to do that, but it helps a ton, man. And I just never thought that like, like there gets a point, there gets to be a point in your training where it is fundamentally productive to train with other people, right? exactly like <laughs> I,
1: think, I think that happens pretty early on mm-hmm. like once you realize you got to shoot a gun hold a dog
0: flush a bird yep and yeah it it gets it gets to that point pretty quick but now this is my only this is my other thing about it though and this is kind of the the, the geeky history about it like i'm always interested and i'm i'm reading leon covington book his book right up under that whiskey bottle right there um and all of these guys, they just had trainers that they were, like, with a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's the other part of it. Like, I'm, I'm actually piecing apart um, another interview that I had with David Johnson. And he talks about, like, Fred Arendt and Joe Odom. And it'll be on, a pod, on an episode coming up soon. But, like, the other piece about it is, like, I want a consistent set of folks that can not only help me, like, helper sounds really weird to say to me like we just got to break dogs together and like it's got to happen you and i got to hang out pretty often. yeah like (laughs) for the for just the sake of you're just a cool dude yeah but then the other like these dogs got to get broke you want to go to the next level of like whatever this means for you right and so do i i'm there it can it can help you you know you come and, and literally hold a check or when I need you to. Right. And and, <laughs> and it'd be mutually beneficial. Like, that's the way it's supposed to go in my head.
1: Right. And I mean, you know, you read. I, so I read a lot of Gene Hill and Tom Ward. I yep. uh, started getting into his books lately yep. too. I
0: saw that in your bag too. Yeah. You thought you was slick. I saw
1: that in there. <laughs> you thought you were slick. So, yeah, I mean, but I mean, you read any of these old time stories uh, or talk to any of the old timers in it and, you know, handlers or just your weekend warrior guys. I mean, they all had somebody they worked with, whether right. it was, I mean, most of them had mentors. Everyone else had their buddies. Um, right. And, you know, I hear, I I'd hear stories from Pete that he'd tell me you'd roll into the diner on a Saturday morning and everybody would have their horse trailer loaded yep. and their dogs in the back and eating breakfast together, talking birds. You right. Know? Um, so it, it's kind of sad really to see what it is now. Um, right. You know, I, it's definitely a shrinking community. Yep. I mean, maybe more so more recently, it's been growing a bit. Um, but but it's, it's still small. Yeah, it's still, you run into the same people, you talk to the same people. Um, so anytime like I get younger folks coming out to hunt or kids coming out to hunt mm-hmm. and the first time, uh, it, it makes me excited to, to try and get them involved and convince their dad or make them convince their dad to get right. them a bird dog. Right, know? right.
0: I, I I like waking up in the morning and knowing like or or having a spot in a day knowing like again you and I were talking today hey look what's on the agenda you know what I'm saying what are we doing what needs to be done how do you get these going you know cause you and I both you know fundamentally used to working on your own right and it's gonna get done regardless like whether you work on your own or not like there is no excuse not to have your dog broke.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, whether you have a backyard to do it in or not,
0: or um, like, not, the dog needs to be done. It needs to be, um, you know, trained well and broke to whatever standards you need it. And there are just no excuses. Shoot, dude, like you got a whole roommate and all kinds of stuff like that, and you're still working out here trying to get Colt, you know, ready made, you know, for hunt season. Right.
1: And. Yeah. I think, um, it's really how bad you want it. It's like anything else. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was living up North, I, I went in for a couple weeks straight, just banged on every farmer's door that I could mm-hmm. until one of them said, yeah, you can put a quail coop here so that I could go a train all the time. So you
0: had coops on other folks' spots?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Really? So, so it, it, again, you know, my mentor said, you got farmland all over by you. Go, go ask them. Yeah. So, I mean... You know, in Jersey, not not everybody's gun toters, but still, you walking up on somebody's farm, <laughs> they, unannounced. So for two weeks straight, that's what I did, and I, you know, uh, just asked them, uh, "Hey, can I put a quail coop on your property?" Really? And half of them didn't know yeah. why I was asking.
0: And just, but they were cool.
1: Some of them, you know, wanted me off their property pretty quickly. Other <laughs> ones, other <laughs> ones, just thought I was an odd bird. They yeah. Kind of. Why? Why does this kid want to put a quail coop on my property? And half of them didn't want to listen to the why, and then there's this one guy uh, right down the street, the closest farm to my house that said, "Yeah, I don't care. Go ahead, put it over there." Really? He goes, "There's water in the shed over there. You can keep them watered." Um, he goes, and "I'll mow it whenever you need it mowed." So every other day, Colt and I would be up on Quail, right down the street
0: from my house. That's dope, dude. Yeah, you should have led with that. Yeah, but that it takes wasn't a bad, lot man. of determination.
1: It, it was, it was nice, man. Um, and then, but when I moved down here, you know, um. It didn't work out that way. Yeah. Uh, So I drive to the Barry WMA every weekend. Um, Down here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, So there's a guy I got linked up with that guides over at Ottawa that introduced me to the guy he gets birds from, and then showed me the place he goes and trains. So every Sunday morning I wake up, drive to get birds, and then another half an hour over to Barry WMA. So you know every Sunday morning to go train in the middle of summer for half an hour, if that. Um, I drive three hours in total just to get a little bit of work done. Just to get
0: done. Like I, yo, I feel that like I drive for the sake of getting my dogs in the birds. Like we didn't really run Jug. like, I was actually very surprised at what Joe did today. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, like, a couple
1: of weeks ago when we were in Alabama I mean, doing today,
0: it. his, his points were getting very intense. Mm-hmm. So. And, but even with that, I'm still sprinkling that in. Mm-hmm you do that drive and get that dog on wild birds wherever you need to figure out how to do it. Right. And see, that's my biggest, my biggest, my biggest thing is getting that dog, you know, mostly introduced to wild birds. Like something that kind of resonated with me back there. That last one, when he locked up way far away from that pigeon, I was like, this is good. You so saw where I flushed that bird from.
1: Yeah, you stood. You
0: were probably a good 15, 20 yards away from the bird. Well, he locks up that far out, yeah. he he probably, I let him creep about five, six yards. Just to let him tense up just a little bit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, get that, in that tail rose right where I was. Like, All right, cool. Let that joker go. Yeah. I want him doing that on wild birds.
1: Yeah, I mean, as soon as he got wind on it, he something clicked, and he started creeping on it. And it, it and got very intent um, from pretty far off. You know, it wasn't just oop bang. It right. was
0: I know it's there. It's, it's right here
1: and like that's what I want to
0: So I guess now would of of all places would be a good time to talk about traveling and wanting to see something else. And so you can do that again with Onyx Hunt, uh, the Onyx Hunt app has honestly when i look back through it all the places i've been scouting and and even in the multiple states like I've, I've logged stuff in and i didn't really think i hunted that much outside of georgia but looking back at it i've got a couple of spots on the onyx on the onyx uh app you know in my waypoint saved and stuff like that but anyway um check out onyx and and, and download the app get yourself a subscription And use my promo code GDN20. Get yourself 20% off uh, at checkout, guys. Alright, the other thing that I wanted to uh, bring up. So I just actually found my uh, snake boots. It's it's like that kind of season. Like that time of season, I guess. Or You know, when I got to bring my snake boots out, that lets me know it is getting hot is what I'm trying to say. Um, And Yukanuba. They are always, of course, on top of stuff like that, and they they really look out for us folks down here in the South, and and just wanted you guys to know that exercise induce and be aware of, but exercise induced heat illness or HRI can affect even the most well conditioned bird dog. I think I got pretty good conditioned bird dogs, and, and they're they're very heat tolerant, but it can get them to. Um, you know, a dog's drive can basically override his ability to recognize that he's heating up, and once he's pushing it too far, then he gets dangerously high. Um, his core temperature gets dangerously high, and 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 you gotta you gotta watch that man. So just be mindful, and that was something that Yukonuba um, wanted us to be aware of. And check him out at YukonubaSportingDog.com backslash H R I. And your thoughts on his performance but any insights you know what i'm saying because this is really the first day like we and i actually want to get your thoughts on last training day too with anthony yeah yeah but this is the first day you and i have like you know work together work together just yard working dogs not letting them run just yard working would you what what's your thoughts
1: uh Colt and i haven't done a lot of yard work in a while um like not running to find the bird's um so it was good that we got to get some of that in and really just work on the the mechanics of everything and eliminate, you know, we were talk we talked about the pallet right and mm-hmm. the wooden pallet and how that eliminates uh, a lot of variables and really focuses in on certain mechanics. Um, so that worked out good today, and I was I was, Colt, Colt gets a little nervous very easily, um, but today his confidence seemed to come back pretty quick he didn't stay too occupied on it yeah um so even with all the new factors he he stayed pretty intent um at least from what i could see yep um which i i was happy with it uh he got to learn some new things and what i was really happy with was when we set the launcher Mm -hmm. you know we started working on braking today and first formal training of braking, and uh he stayed put for the most part on the second bird we launched yep so I was super stoked on that. That's that that might wind up being a defining moment
0: for me. Okay. You know. Okay. Um, I like to do like. I would say if anybody was at fault, it was the damn pigeon. <laughs> the pigeons are a little lazy. Yeah, yeah, like they just weren't, you know, getting out. Well, that last one that we flushed on Colt, and it took me to literally, like, go in there and get it up, like. It flushed late the first time. Right. It just, like, got up. It, it, it like, came out the launcher, came back down, and then two seconds later, flushed off.
1: Yeah, it was like an old box of shotgun shells. That primer takes a second sometimes. It takes a second, <laughs> and it got off.
0: And so I was like, all right, well, that works. And, and so it was, like, just in enough time for him to get the message. Yeah. That's what I noticed, because he was like, oh, wait, no, the bird is gone. Yeah, like, you, it's gone, you definitely
1: gone. saw a disconnect for a second, and he can't, kind of realized what was going on.
0: And picked up where he left off. Exactly. Yeah. And so then, you know, after that, the second time, the bird just would not flush. Came out, the launcher came right back down. Like, just did not want to get up and I go in there, and he stood still. Right. What I also like is, okay, and, and I shouldn't have done this, but I fired pretty, you know, fairly close in front of him, but over him. He still stood there, kind of looked at me like, wait, dude, what? And then, you know, went back to whatever he was doing. Right. And
1: so I guess to give the listeners a, couple, a little bit of background, um, prior to today's formal training, uh, Colt would hold steady until the gunshot. Right. So the bird would flush, he wouldn't budge. And then once you hear the bang, he'd be chasing. Mm-hmm. So for you to be standing that close to him
0: and, you and know, pull the trigger. He did not go anywhere.
1: Right. Exactly. And all it was, was a little tension on the half hitch. Yeah. So, I mean, and the second time around, we I don't even think I had a pull on a half hitch, mm-hmm. you know, he, just a little tension and he stayed put. And he just,
0: he stays there. Like that's the, that's kind of the way that I just like doing it, man. Like just get in there with him, put that half hitch around his flank. And, you know, over time we'll get him to, to, to the E collar back right. there. Right. And then we'll get that collar off of him. But, like, I'm just not about to sit there and stress them out. Right. I mean, there's a lot of new things going on. Right. So. It's it's enough going on that, like, this dog needs to just, a half hitch is, like, enough pressure to say don't move, but not enough that it's stimulation that you're stressing them out. Right. You know, you just keep doing that and and not giving them anything. You know, you did the right thing. You went, you came back in, set them back down. And, you know, brush them up and then walk off with them. Right. My biggest thing about that is pick the dog up from the last memory they had and leave. Right. Like, and I did see with mine, and I had to learn this in the field trial. Like, I didn't, like, after Vegas got off point and I banged fire, the judge saw it, style is good. I was grabbing him by the collar and walking him off. No, grab that dog by the collar, pick him all the way up and walk about 20, 30 okay. yards. You know what I'm saying? That way and clear the area. Right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I was saying, that's why- So I'm, they sit and think
1: about it for a Yeah,
0: second. like they sit, they think, they get it and I don't want anything else to be associated with that area. For some odd reason, I'm starting to feel like pointers or any pointing dogs, like point pointing breed dogs, are very like area specific because you'll see a dog like that knows how to hunt a certain area they'll go to certain objectives
1: right and it's a routine it's a routine i mean you know i i saw it with colt today we mm-hmm. we had that one uh pigeon cage over on the side of where we walked the dogs down right. and colt had pointed the first time we brought him down and every time we brought him down after that mm-hmm. he was looking in that spot right and we had already moved the, the cage i mean the bird wasn't there, there anymore was, but
0: everything was clear but he
1: remembered Yep.
0: so And so if you just cleared it when they do something good, even if it's one time, like clear the area, right. I think we might've worked each of them dogs about what? 15 minutes each.
1: Yeah. I'd say, I'd say that's fair.
0: You know, but back to some of your insights, man, what else did you, you know, you had any other thoughts about any of the dogs today?
1: Yeah. I mean, and in general, the times I've seen her work is, uh, is a hell of a dog, mm-hmm. and I know you know you said that there's a couple things going on with her today, just between the e collar and the and the launcher, but even on the on on the woe or on the um uh, on the table, sharp dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that part was consistent, and Jughead is really coming around. Mm-hmm. Um, from I, I think we were in Alabama what two weeks ago now, mm-hmm. yeah. From Alabama to now, Jughead is. To be honest, I, I was like, is that jug? <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, and and not that not that he was that rough in, in Alabama, but he's certainly getting it. Yeah. You know, and he's a young dog. Mm-hmm. So to see him getting it, it is pretty exciting.
0: Yeah. So he's 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 a big dog. He's just young as hell. Yeah. Um I, I mean, the jug head part definitely <laughs> goes with the name. <laughs> it, uh, it definitely definitely fits him. <laughs> Everybody looked and be like, what in the world did you name your dog? <laughs> Jughead. Like, <laughs> Have you seen him? Have you seen this? Have you seen this dog? Like, <laughs> uh, and that Jughead of I told you, he, did I tell you he bit me in my ass like two days ago? No, did it? A couple of days ago, man. I was, I was whoa breaking him everything, man. We yard working, everything cool. He doing what I needed to do. I got a little half hitch behind him. He just perfect, you know? Stopping with style and all of that stuff. And I'm like, all right, cool, good dog. Like, you good, you know, whatever. I undo the hitch, reclip him, so now it's just on his collar. And I'm walking, and the dog slows down, and I'm not paying attention. Motherfucker bites me in my ass, man. i was <laughs> like, what the hell? Uh, like, yeah, like Jug, grabbed him.
1: <laughs> Jug's definitely got a personality, man. Uh, you know, you see him, even when you're just walking him. I mean, when I was putting water in his bowl earlier, He's he's standing there jumping on the water bowl, like mm-hmm. just playing with he's got he's got a
0: personality. You know, like, damn dog. Like, he uh, he's a, he's a weird dude, man. Like he's cool, but I, I love him to death, but God, he's a... but I think that joker's gonna have a nose on him. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um and once he figure out what to do with that tail. Because it's a slow rise, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I'm going to just keep letting him do it. Like, that's why I put him on that 50-foot cord, too. As Curtis called me. One of my mentors. Are. You'll meet all of these, these folks. Right. Like, Curtis called me, He who gave me the dog. He was like, you know, he liked him. He liked his world work. Because I sent him pictures and stuff like that all the time. And, you know, it's a special dog for me. Like, that. that's like... All of these folks that I've been writing about and stuff like that, like I got their respect enough to get a dog out of one of their kennels, like a very good one at that. Right. You know, so uh, we swap photos and information and all kinds of stuff like that. And it's just like, all right, the dog look good, but why don't you go get yourself a 50 foot cor- uh, check cord and woe him from like way out, like work yard work him from way out. That's what we've been doing since the last time. Right. Giving he him saw, some room to some work. Room, his right. Own style. But keeping him accountable.
1: Right. Exactly. So you, you control the situation a little bit, but you're giving him his opportunity to show some of his style.
0: Mm hmm. See, that's the that's the thing with him. But that joker there, like we ha- I had to put him on that pallet
1: because
0: mm-hmm. he that's why I set that whole thing up, because I was initially going to just work him off the ground and just will break him off the ground. And he was getting the stop and stand thing. But them damn happy feet, them two feet in the front, like, (laughs) you know, and I was, I just want you to stop. So that's what, just elevate him. You know what I'm saying? And just make him stop. Like, if you move anywhere else, you're going to step through, you know, down maybe a foot or something, and it's just not going to feel good. Right. So at the end of the day, I was like, it's not enough to hurt him, but it's enough to to get him. To let him know what's up. Yeah. And so... So that, that's going back to
1: what some of the things I could take away from today. Um, you know, you, when we had Colt up on the table, mm-hmm. uh, he he went and budged and he was moving around and then you saw his ears come back a little bit and get nervous, mm-hmm. but you, you get to keep him in a situation, but then build that confidence back up, yeah. right? So you, you had me go over and stroke him down and, and get him back to where he was intent on a bird. Mm -hmm. and not as nervous and you know when you when we're guiding right you and i i mean we don't we don't have those opportunities to really style them up and get them back in that confidence you got clients that want to shoot a bird
0: right right and you don't know what happened in the moment that boom 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 bam right you You weren't there sitting next to them right right that's why like it's a today i think we gave all of the dogs an adequate amount of their own time to work Mm -hmm. we did all we did three dogs two reps each in the same cycle part of that was all right whatever they did that first cycle let it sit i was gonna tell you let it sit on them like let them if they did something really well let it sink in on them cool like everybody moved off the pallet by the second you know uh round rotation right you see, what I'm saying, because right? And you got the correction. You got the correct. You did everything. Whatever was gonna happen, it happened right there when they were elevated and they did all of that stuff. But we got the confirmation to move on the ground. It wasn't a guarantee. It was all right. We looking at three dogs. All three of them look like they' about ready to point birds. So let's go ahead and put them in a in a in a controlled simulated situation. Right. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. And but like you said, you know, we we. Put them on a woven table beforehand to confirm okay we're ready to put them on some birds and and see how they do and that that eliminates so if something did go wrong after we moved into letting them on the birds Mm -hmm. but we know we've already eliminated some of the other possibilities so it it makes it easier to narrow down and what we need to work on to correct right so
0: Right. And, and and it's just the next step. And then again, like one thing that I was also just persistent about with that whole thing, it ain't no innovative idea, it's just a palette, you know. Right. It's me looking at Sergio Velez and stuff and like <laughs> putting it on four cinder blocks. Yeah. Nothing innovative about that. Like but my thing is like my buddy Craig Banger said something to me yesterday. He was like, Dang Darrell, like you have the ability living in Atlanta to encourage you know young black kids in Atlanta or young anybody kids in Atlanta right to to get into bird dogs well when I think about that I think about resources too like this needs to be easy and accessible to do you can go and get a a shipping pallet crate thing from the back end of Walmart and you can get four cinder blocks from Home Depot and just put that there and start to kind of evaluate the process. It's just an improvised version of that barrel that I was using.
1: Right. And I I think, I I think there's two different type of people in general, not, not necessarily just in the bird dog world, but just people that want to capitalize off of somebody's learning. And then there's people that want to offer it and just share something with them that, that they can enjoy. Yeah. So making it easy in the sense that we talked about it when we were in the yard, that you don't need to necessarily track down a barrel and, you know you can use a pallet, and no one's saying go steal it from the back of
0: Home Depot. I didn't hey, do you. that. I didn't do it. Like I actually walked in Home Depot. Yeah. Matter of fact, to put it in better contents and more accessible contents, because I guess that did sound weird when I said it. But <laughs> yeah, don't do go steal. Don't, a do, a like, don't steal do that. Like I didn't do that. But I was just trying to make a point. Right. But <laughs> good catch. <laughs> I went into Home Depot and said, "Hey, can I get that pallet?" And they said, "Yeah." And I said, "How much does it cost?" And they said, "Just take it." And yeah. I said, "All right." Yes. i'm out <laughs> right.
1: so the key is <laughs> to, to ask <laughs> the key
0: is to go and ask right Why? <laughs> so yeah.
1: I, and you know and you'll find people like that if you look you know if you run to the right people like pete like you pete offered his advice to me without expecting a dollar in return it's just because there's people that genuinely want to share um those moments that you're going to ha- enjoy in the field with your dog mm-hmm. um, and see other people doing it uh especially in such a diminishing um community right, right? So over the, over the guide season, um, the, uh, the farm manager T who, uh, actually gave me my shot at guiding, his son comes outside the one day he's asking me all these questions about Colt. I'm like, where is this kid getting at? Yeah. And, uh, the next day I I had another hunt to guide and I, I'm talking to T and T goes, well, Coleman wants a Brittany.
0: Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes
1: and and I'm going to get him one and uh so he did and that's dope yeah and so coleman's got you know i i envy the kid like yeah, crazy yeah um because you know he's got access to all these fields to to train on um he's young he's young like i didn't get into it till i you know we were talking earlier i think till i was twenty
0: twenty three. 23 yeah i was 25 yeah. yeah so you know those those young years I yeah mean, that out, man. <laughs> Those days on
1: a field with our dog you know being a a a kid with such innocent thoughts i mean yeah so to see a kid have that opportunity i'm so excited for him you know so i I, to see him working with his pup uh remy is the coolest thing um so i anything i could do to to help him or when i get those young kids come out on on the hunts i mean I, i try to share that information what little information
0: i have you know Dude, it's, it, it's just got to be easy, man. Like, you know, it it's, it's honestly, you know, reaching out and saying, hey, look, I'm trying to learn this is mutually beneficial. For me, obviously, you see what I do, and it's just beneficial to have somebody else to work dogs with. And if everybody can learn from everybody too, you know, there are things that you're going to do that I'm going to do that, you know, young man, what Remy gonna do? Yeah. It's cyclical. Like, you learn from everybody.
1: Right, and and you might run into a particular situation that I might not, or you might run into it before I do and have some insight on how to handle that, mm-hmm. right? You know, I mean, I think the biggest thing is when we do run into situations that are new is how to handle them then so that we don't confuse the dog. Right.
0: Right. And just ease up on a man like... You know, I don't think anything we did today to get them, you know, stopping and standing tall and, and getting them to stand, I ain't going to say all of them stood tall <laughs> and wasn't standing tall, but to get them to stopping and standing after a flushing shot really didn't take a whole lot of, like, pressure.
1: No, no, and it's it's funny because... When when I first got cold, I went. I took that dog through the ringer, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, Everybody does it? Uh, you know, he's my, being my first bird dog, I'm trying all these sort of things that uh-huh. are just messing him up. I, I I had kept a frozen bird in the freezer, right? Yeah. And I'd bring it out in the yard when he was a pup, and I'd just go hide in the bushes and let him go find it. Mm-hmm. And he'd go pick it up and bring it back. And I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. Well, come time to, to do some formal training with Pete. Colt wouldn't point. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't point, man. Um, he's like, what, what do I have to point for? I could just go pick the bird up every time. Right. So, yeah, I mean, getting him to point again. And that val- the day after Valentine's Day, that first hunt, uh, Pete had spent that whole three and a half months with him, just pretty much just trying to get him to point again. Mm-hmm. And he, he'd got it. And he's like, Jared, go take the dog out and hunt. Mm-hmm. Let him have some fun. And we did, man. And, and he had a jam up day. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think some of us learn the hard way, so that <laughs> others can maybe hopefully learn a little easier. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and others just have to do it the way I did and bang your head against the wall a couple.
0: Alright and then the last thing Guys when we talk about keeping dogs In shape um, you need the three Omegas but not all three Omegas are created equally And Biomatrix really focuses And harnesses in on that Um, So Omega Three has got anti-inflammatory Properties Um, It's good for cardiovascular And autoimmune health brain function And bone joint and stuff like that skin and coat Um, Then you got Omega six That provides energy for the cells and coat quality and sheen and stuff like that but you need to think about it if omega-6 has a higher concentration than omega-3 then it causes an inflammatory response in the body too much omega-6 equals inflammation and of course biomatrix is keenly aware of that and then the last one omega-9 um, it's responsible for cardiovascular and neurologic health. So basically keeping the system running at full capacity, keeping it strong and, and keeping all the, 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 the smaller things, the microscopic stuff like in check. But anyway, Biomatrix wanted me to let you guys know that not all omegas are created equally. And I think that's really dope. I actually didn't know any of that information before I got to um, speaking with Julie out. So thank you. Um, Biomatrix and uh, check them out guys and if you go to Biomatrix-Supplements.com you can use my promo code GUNDOG10 and get yourself 10% off at checkout. And of course, of course, of course y'all have seen the clips and the promos and a little bit of stuff on my social media um, with that funny fancy gun and me, 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 me talking a little trash to Austin um, but yeah, man, it, it check out AYA, guys, and, and get yourself a Spanish double gun. It is nice. Um, so nice that I felt that good about talking trash on camera. Um, for this new upcoming Project Upland film that we have uh, going on and is it's getting finalized, and so on and so forth. But anyway, I felt so good about that gun that I decided to lean back and, uh, you know. Send a message to Austin, you know, as we were there. And I think AJ got a kick out of that. So check out a y a hyphen fine um, and, and go go see. I, every time I see that scene, I just get a, a little bit of a kick out of that. But the gun is nice. Um, and I think I have like a Spanish fine gun addiction now. So this is only the beginning of those. But check them out a y a One of those things that the first dog you either do too much or too little, yeah, and everything else is you're on the too much side, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) you know, just just overdoing it. And even with Vegas, I I think I overdid it with Vegas, you know. Um, he turned out to be a good dog, just like Colt turned out to be a just fine dog, yeah, but um, you know, it's just one of those things that you learn to kind of lay off a little bit like lay off the gas a little bit yeah you know um so i don't know man what now that first that first day though colt would he looked good when we were out with anthony yeah yeah
1: um so i i agree um and something else we worked on that day was running with another dog Mm -hmm. and that's another reason why you know working with other people is important Um, Mm -hmm. colt doesn't run with other dogs very often you know, he's listening to your commands, and he's looking back at me, getting real close to me, thinking he's missing commands. Mm-hmm. But Meanwhile, he's just listening to the wrong person, right? In that, in that, right. So yeah, I I was happy with how he did, um, in general, and obviously the exposure to running with other dogs just repetitively will he'll be fine. I'm not worried about it.
0: Right. He'll yeah, it it helps a ton, man, and it'll stretch him out, like you know over time you we keep running dogs together and stuff like that it'll just naturally stretch them out and, mm-hmm. and you'll get colt to be a much bigger running dog because he gonna be like well shoot they out there having fun let me creep on out i mean and, and you'll get it to the bounds that y'all feel safe within hunting but he'll he'll naturally start to pull on out right you know so it, it's fun man Well, I had a heck of a time, dude. I, uh, I just wanted to get this one on the books. You know, you, you already, you know, been a tremendous, tremendous partner in this endeavor in the the two times that we've been working together, man. And I just figured why not go ahead and get this on the books.
1: Hey man, well, I appreciate you having me and I'm looking forward to what, uh, what the future is going to bring. Um, so far it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm learning a lot, uh, we're gonna
0: keep it fun yeah yeah but we we gonna we gonna keep it fun but uh i don't know man i i'm i'm looking forward to it and then we gotta get you down in thomasville
1: yeah so that's the next thing i'm real excited about is wild birds man um colt and i got got out a couple times this year to go hunt some grouse but didn't come up with any yeah
0: (laughs) we're gonna change that (laughs) 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 i like I'm I'm all about grouse hunting. I have flushed one grouse in my entire life, and it my dogs did not point it.
1: Yeah,
0: it was a total accident. I bit down to to, to tie my shoes. My dogs were way <laughs> off, like nowhere near the grouse. The grouse yeah. were like maybe as far from me to you as we are right now. Yeah, and flushed off, and I was like, "Dang it!" You know. Um,
1: well, yeah, but the bobwhite quail, right?
0: Now we can get on birds though. Exactly. We
1: we can get on them birds. Which that. To me, is the coolest thing to be living in Georgia, and you know, the bobwhite quail is such a staple. People used to come from, and still do. I mean, maybe not to the same extent, but yeah. they used to come from all over to come hunt the bobwhite quail in Georgia.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they are they are a fun bird to hunt, dude. Yeah. will uh, so this season, man, like we just we got a lot of hunting to do. Yeah, buddy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. We got a whole lot of hunting, and there's a room over there. Just pack you, pack yourself an overnight bag. <laughs> we got to get up about two a.m. Yeah, to head on down there. We get there about six. Um, it's about a four, four and a half hour drive from here to 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 the spot or the series of spots. And um, I'm gonna need you to learn these dogs because I, uh, I, we, we. What I would like to do is eventually you know, move myself into all age trials and stuff and we'll need a scout. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey man, I mean, that, I'm, you know. I'm excited to be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the more I read, the more I hear these old time stories and, uh, to yeah. be a part of such a, uh, a, a really an American tradition, mm-hmm. um, especially down here, uh, to kind of relive that is the coolest thing, man.
0: It's, it's, it's dope, man. Like you'll get a chance to meet my buddy Terry too. You'll like Terry. He cool. He he's. I get a lot of stuff out of him. That just Terry the swag man. Yeah. Yeah. He is, the swag. Is he the kind of guy you get you get to pull it out of him or no? Nah, just... Terry he. He is like one of the kindest, realest dog man you will meet. That's like our generation. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he he. He the swag. Um, you'll meet Neil. You meet Terry's dad. Um, yeah, it'll it'll be fun. You meet Curtis, who gave me jib, and uh, you said you was familiar with horses, right? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. So a little just, bit, okay. okay. Well, it it'll be fun, man. But just coming down and working with us, dude. It's it'll 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 be a good time. Um,
1: I mean, the way I see it, if you're on a horse hunting birds. With your dogs? Yeah. I mean, does it get any better out, man? I mean I mean in this it's, middle of it's of, a thing, in the man. Of time, I mean. It is
0: a thing and uh you just feel the vibe down there. Yeah. Like it don't feel like anything here. Yeah. You know. Um you know, in in the training days be about like this, you know, go out, drink you some whiskey and <laughs> You know, work a dog. Yeah. Right? <laughs> ain't nobody shooting guns. Ain't nobody killing anything. So have a good time. Yeah. Um, You know, go about it like that. I mean, shoot blanks and stuff like that. But, you know, ain't nobody going to get hurt. And you just have a good time, man. Kick back. Um So, I don't know. But do you have any... I guess my other thing is, did you have any critiques on anything that I'm doing? Like, it any... I don't know if I have a way of doing stuff. I kind of have a combined way of doing things, but like, what did you think, man?
1: So, I mean, I've, I've I haven't worked with a ton of different people. You know, I've worked with Pete. I've seen, uh, this guy named Jerry Barnes that guides up at, uh, new Tula Creek with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen some of his style. Uh, so now I've seen some of your style. So I, I think the more that, i work with you and the more i work with your friends and other people and and see more styles Mm -hmm. i'll be able to compare that a bit more yeah um and i think everybody obviously everybody's got their own style everybody has adapted it from people that they've read on or watched um, videos on and then you kind of pull apart your own to make what it is so i'm sure there'll be things that i'm like wow why didn't I think of that? Mm-hmm. Right. You mm-hmm. know, and then there'll probably be some things. Well, you know what? I, I kind of like the way I do it. this Right. Way, right. Right. Um, and I think the more we work together, the more I'll, I'll be able to see that.
0: It's, it's an interesting thing, man. Like the whole point is literally to, to learn based off of stuff like that. Right. And yeah. from, from uh, the the common denominator I see
1: is that it's usually something logical. Right. <laughs> what, what the dog is doing. Right. Like You know? Yeah. It, it, it's, I think it's when we try to overthink it and uh-huh. think as a human that, we're, that we really complicate things mm-hmm. but from a dog's point of view I mean if they're doing something there's probably a simple reason to why they're doing it
0: dude it's that's why like again and out there lower tail pointing mm, how simple is this issue there's two things that it could have been right any other time she does perfect, right? But the uh, you know that this this particular time tail is lower. She kind of like uh, I'm a point nose fine. I think that second one where she was kind of right up on that bird, like I think she just really caught the wind wrong, mm-hmm. and just because I saw her and I was like, ah, uh, Anne'll normally point, you know, a little pretty far back. I was like, ah, I feel like she just caught the wind wrong, So I wasn't going to correct her on that one because um, she did stop. like and She didn't budge. She was like right there. And so, um, you know, you launch the bird. She sit, sits there and stands. But I just, you know, she did everything correctly. Mm-hmm. She just didn't feel good about doing it. And I'm like, all right, it's got to be either a launcher or the pigeon. Right. Any other time so you know you learn to give and take with stuff right
1: and you know it, it's funny because the first time we brought in Jug Ann, and and Colt all pointed those birds pretty far off the first mm-hmm. the first time we brought them in second time we brought them in Ann and Colt both got pretty close up on that bird right. so I mean going back to something basic well shit maybe the wind's blowing you Just the wrong literally way. caught the yeah. scent the wrong way I, exactly. like,
0: and it's no need to pull them off and correct them no just finish the execution right because and, and as we saw with both of them, you finish the execution, the performance is up to par. All right. You know what I'm saying? like it, Yeah, so don't harp necessarily on one yeah. little piece of it. Let them finish it out. And- Let them finish it out. Like Because there was a point, I think, when Anne, I, I thought about it and I was like, do I want to pick her up right now? And And then you move her back. And she was already feeling weird about it Right
1: Now she's thinking Oh well great I messed up on I messed up
0: And I was feeling weird about it So I shouldn't have I should have trusted my And then you got to No just Now she doesn't like the situation in right. In general Just finish the exercise Yeah Because everything else was rock solid The point just wasn't pretty Right She didn't bolt off She didn't do it She didn't drop a lick of confidence Like You, you just gotta see it through Right, yeah. and
1: I think to me, you could style up to point every time if you want, right? But that I
0: shouldn't have to now. Now let not not make that a thing,
1: right? No, but you could if you wanted to. Yeah, but that part that that's a dog, right? That's mm-hmm. a dog telling you something.
0: You know what, bro? I've learned to stop screwing with they tail when yeah. they on point. Yeah. Like I'm like when they on a pallet, sure, but when they on when their feet are on the ground. I'm not really about to mess with their tails. Like, I just, I'm learning to stop doing that.
1: Right, and you know what? It, if if you can see that they're intent on the bird, you know, I, and I think it goes back to, well, do you want a hunting dog or do you want a trial dog, right? There's I two- want a
0: trial dog, but the tail is going to do what it's going to do mm-hmm. any damn way. Okay, right. You know, a hunting dog, I, can have, I want a hunting dog that's as good as a trial dog. Right. Cause any of I'm not saying that all of my dogs are gonna make great trial dogs. Right. For what I'm breeding, I feel good about. But my thing is I want a bone straight tail. But the, the 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 sidebar opinion about it, if I'm if if you're on the palate, I'm already assisting you.
1: That's when you work on
0: it. That's when you work on it. And you really don't screw with it too much, then. But when their feet are on the ground, there is nothing you're about to do. About that dog's tail that his mama and daddy didn't already give give it. So, that's why with Jug, like, his tail was like, he started pointing, it was low, and then it just gradually went up. Eventually, he got to 12 o'clock. Right, on his own. I did not touch that dog's tail. Like, just don't screw with him.
1: Right, and as he's in that situation more, he'll get comfortable at it. He'll get get more confident, and that tail will do its thing.
0: It's going to do its thing. And eventually, we're gonna run that dog on wild birds, and that Joker gonna bust a cubby that's like huge in his face. Oh, he's gonna go ballistic. He's gonna <laughs> lose it. Yeah. <laughs> he is going to lose it. Yeah. And then it's all over from there. That dog gonna be rock solid, bone point on straight yeah. every time. Yeah. Like Vegas did it and did it up in the Dakotas. Like it just is what it is.
1: Yeah. And, so, and that constant exposure, like guiding. For me, is really made Colt. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, there we were out. I think we did a total twenty five hunts this past season. Good. And to go from training once a week on a Sunday mm-hmm. to him seeing birds, 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 right, mm-hmm. and running. I mean, there was one week and we were he did like forty five miles. Right? Wow! So not only is he getting him in shape, but he's seeing birds constantly. He's seen he's in that situation constantly. So those little things that. Um, maybe make the situation uncomfortable. Being mm-hmm. in so many different situations and and, and Colt understanding that there, things are going to change in each situation at any he points,
0: he'll start to acknowledge those things, You mm-hmm. know, especially on wild birds. Mm-hmm. We're going to take Colt down there and we're going to get him horseback broke. And we're going to get him because he and them dogs, they run. Yeah, Jug, run. That He's be, got wheels, man. He got some wheels on him. Yeah, I had a ta- time Did you see me have to tackle him that yeah. weekend? Yeah, I was. Yeah, you right down by the uh,
1: by the reservoir. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> right in the mud, man. You grabbing by the by the hind legs, bro. Like it was over. <laughs> hey, was, but you know we talked about it then. Yeah, and we said better to have to tackle the dog than to constantly shoo him away from you again. Uh huh. You know.
0: I wanted that dog. I found out the dog can swim. Did you? I, cause that dog had never been in water in front no? of me. So like, oh, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I guess he <laughs> can swim. I don't know what bird, what kind of seep or water bird that that dog was chasing. But that Joker ran about 15, 20 feet, maybe twenty five feet into that pond, yeah, reservoir. And went in, and I think it clicked for him. Oh, shoot, I'm in the water, yes. and I'm chasing something. Turn right back around, swim, all the way back. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, Colt,
1: not a fan. <laughs> the only time he gets in the water is when he's hot. Yeah. Right? Like any dog would do, yeah. right? Yeah. Unless there's a bird. Man, there's nothing that's going to get between them. Yeah. Uh, he'll, he'll run through a... I mean, a, half the times, my clients won't even want to flush the bird that's you know in the briars that he gets into because it's so thick. Yeah. But man, if there's briars there, if there's water, it ain't stopping him. Uh-huh. I mean, he'll get up in the water
0: and under a bank if there's a bird there. Yeah. You know. It's it's you gotta have a dog that wanna get it, man. You gotta have a dog that wanna get the job done. Yeah. Um, well anywho, man, I'm gonna wrap everything up, but shoot, like anything you wanna leave about the day or experience thoughts, like let's let's this ain't gonna be the first time you're on here, Jared. So don't be surprised.
1: Yeah, man. So I mean i I I got plenty of thoughts going on. We could talk about the red setters that I want in the future and stuff like that. Go but ahead. No, nah, will we'll say, it. Re,
0: do you, I do want to red setter.
1: so going back to the pride thing, yeah. um, you know, we were talking about visas and Hungary and, and, and pointers and, and South Georgia, right? Yeah. Well, so Pete, Pete used to handle um, red setters on the circuit back in the really? Day. Yeah. So that was his thing was red setters. Okay. Um, I
0: really want a red setter.
1: Yeah. So do I. And you know, they, they catch a lot of hate. Because of, you know what? Just see a the dog. Show, see a red Yeah, I is, get it. You know? Know? I get it. But no, see one on point. Yeah, exactly. And you know, if you get them from the right stock. Yeah. I, I and mean, they're making a comeback. Yeah, they are. And so Pete, Pete left me with a, um, a couple breeders. One that he used to get dogs from. Yeah. Um, and one that uh, was a friend of his that has stock from pretty much the same dogs. So you call me when you do that. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> I mean, so that, I, might, you know, I know I say
0: that a lot, but we next door neighbors. Dang it! Like you call me when you do that. Yeah. What's so up?
1: as soon as I get a house, as soon as I buy a house, uh, I'll start adding uh, a dog to to the family, um, right. and I definitely want to be a setter out of uh, the the two kennels. There's comeback uh, comeback setters and uh, and Bear Creek kennels. Okay. Yeah. So we this, gotta get
0: you a pointer though, man.
1: <laughs> maybe after the setter. We gotta, to we, gotta, we gotta get you point. Man, there there will be as long as things keep going the way they are, there'll be plenty of dogs in my life, I'm sure. Okay. So I you know I've I've tried to keep it organic, you know, I don't mm-hmm. I don't put any pressure on it, like stumbling into guiding.
0: Yeah, you know? I mean like, it'll it'll happen exactly. the way it's
1: supposed to. You know. So and then working with you, I mean, it's all been organic, and I just wanna keep it that way. Keep mm-hmm. growing organically, have fun doing it, um, and see where it goes. There you go. There you go.
0: Well that's that's it, man. Like, thank you for coming on and coming over to work. I dogs. appreciate you having and, me. Dude, this is great. We gotta keep doing this. Oh yeah, it's black man. No better it. way to spend a Sunday. No, not at all. Not at all. Well, that's the end of the Gun Dog Notebook podcast. Um We'll catch y'all next week. All right. I just want to end the podcast, of course, on a high note uh, and just say thank you to all of my sponsors, Onex, Yukonuba, AYA, Biomatrix Supplements, my uh, affiliates, Dakota 283 Kennels, Garmin, Cable Gains. Um Just, you know, really want to tell you guys. Thank y'all for the support, the unprecedented support that I, the, and you know, for all the work that I put into this show um, and just, you know, some of the new things that I'm, I'm trying to bring forward and new insights and new life happenings and, you know, new relationships and things like that. So all of that to say, um, thank you guys from, you know, 1,000 times over um, for your support and your listenership as well. Um you know, sometimes I just sit back and reflect on uh, just the, the amount of time that I've been doing this podcast. <laughs> and it's, it stays interesting for me. So, you know, thank you guys to to the listeners and my sponsors. Um, thank you, guys. And we will be catching you guys on next week's episode with Jamie Daniels. So stay tuned for that. All right, guys. Talk to you soon.